Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you. Happy Mother's Day, I love you. There's some goofy-looking kids in there. A couple of them are mine. Yes. Welcome to Grace Church San Diego. My name is Scott. I just want to welcome you here. You were you're family when you walked in. Well, when you leave, that's a difference. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. I want to uh, welcome you. Those are online community throughout San Diego County, throughout the state, the country, and even globally. We have people tuning in from Facebook and also from YouTube right now. Happy Mother's Day to my wife who's watching with my boys right now. Um, real quick, online, would you hit share, if you're on Facebook especially, hit share because today is a message to love and honor and celebrate our mothers, and so we want to celebrate all the mothers and the mothers that you know as well. It will bless them if you share that right now. Before we get into a Mother's Day message, I just want to pray for us real quick, pray for our time together. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, beautiful Sunday, and God, today it, we just celebrate mothers. We have an opportunity um, to celebrate moms. At the same time, I want to recognize that even though this is a celebration, it's a fun day, it's a holiday, um, it's also painful for some people. This is a painful time, and the topic of motherhood can be very difficult for some I pray for those. I pray for moms that are new moms, that are expecting moms, that are tired moms. God, I pray that you would bless them and be with them. I pray for those like me who have lost moms, God, that you would comfort them and um, just minister to their heart and um, heal their pain that they have from that. There are moms that, um, that have struggled and you know, are celebrated. There are women in here that want to desperately be a mom but yet can't. And so I pray, God, that you would surround them and be with them as well. But I pray today that we would celebrate and honor all the moms in the room, all the moms in our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today is a celebration. It's an amazing day. It's Mother's Day. And I just was thinking of all the crazy things that moms do. Moms are amazing, right? Moms are amazing. You know that. A lot of us know that, that motherhood is a special thing that God created and that moms are very, very special. They nurture and love our children. When our kids get hurt, they don't want dad. They want mom, right? They run to mom, not to, to daddy. They instantly want the nurturing of their mother. Moms are superheroes. They really are. They have incredible abilities that dads don't have. For example, they could withstand smells that I just won't do. <laughs> like, dads, you know what I'm talking about, but moms are like mission-focused, you know, they're there to solve the problem, take care of the smell, and they can do those type of things when I just can't do them. Moms are super resourceful. No, no problem if there's a last-minute costume day at school, They'll put like a bag over them and say, you're a potato today. Like they'll figure it out, right? You don't want to go out to eat to spend the money and you have very little at home. They'll throw some sriracha on lettuce and call it a meal. Like they're just so resourceful and I don't understand where that comes from, but they're superheroes. They are the only ones in the home 
that will walk in the bathroom that professionals with hazmat suits won't go into. They will go into the fire. They will go and do that. They create harmony and love and peace in our homes, and we just celebrate them today. And so some of our moms, both watching online and both here in person, some of you have the amazing, incredible, but exhausting and stressful job of maintaining a home. Some are teaching kids at home. Uh, Some of them are dropping them off and picking them up after school. Um, Some are juggling both career and the home life. So to all of them, you're just amazing. Happy Mother's Day. And if you are a mom, we want to celebrate you. Would you stand so we can honor you right now? If you're a mother, stand please. Happy Mother's Day. And for you online, if, even if you've already said it, say Happy Mother's Day to the mom in the room. Give her a hug. Make it annoying, but just love. And jump, kids, jump all over them. Max, Henry, go right now. You guys can do it. Um, thank you, moms. We love you. Well, like many things, Mother's Day had a beginning. It started about 107 years ago. There was a woman who just had a strong passion for motherhood. She both loved to be a mother herself, and then she just had a passion to celebrate the different moms she knew, and she did that, and it was such a known thing and a passionate thing, her daughter picked up on it. Her name is Anna Jarvis, the daughter, and when Anna's mom, the one that was so passionate about motherhood, when she died, uh, she was from Greenville, West Virginia, when she died, she started a movement of celebrating motherhood and celebrating mothers. And the movement spread throughout the East, and it spread throughout the country, so much so that the president made a proclamation that every one day a year, every year, we will celebrate mothers. And then it spread throughout the world, even. It is an amazing holiday. Second to Christmas, it is the most card and gift-giving day in the entire year, throughout the entire world. It is a special and huge holiday. And here's the crazy thing. Anna Jarvis never became a mother herself. She never actually became a mother. She just wanted to honor her mother with that movement. So she was never a mother. And uh, newsflash, I have never been a mother. And I don't plan on it. It's not, a, it's not in my tenure, at least, my tenure plans. So today, because I'm not a mother, today isn't like, here are the things you need to do to become a good mother. It's not about how to be a mom. This isn't about moms. Today is for moms. So today, we want to honor the mothers in our life. We're going to look at, in Ephesians 6, if you want to turn there, we're going to look at a couple different scriptures. The main one, this message, launching from the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6, Today's a very simple message about how to honor our mothers, and we start here because his words, you know, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. He wrote these letters to different churches. They're known as epistles. Epistle just means a letter, and he would write for different reasons. He would write a church over here in, uh, because there was a problem in that church, or a church over here because there was an issue, but sometimes, like uh, Ephesians, specifically where we're at in Ephesians, He wanted to cover kind of a doctrine of the Christian faith. Really like, here's how to live that would honor God and honor your family. And so that's that's where he's coming from, a heart from that. So moms, this verse is for you. And he starts 
the first, just the first few verses, he starts this, with this in chapter 6. He says, children, we've all been there, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And I want you to honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, verse 3, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. It's pretty straightforward. He gives pretty a straightforward, like, hey, church in Ephesus, this is what you should do. You should obey and honor your parents, specifically your mom. And he references, this is the first commandment with a promise. He's actually referencing the Old Testament, the old scriptures back in Deuteronomy 5, where it was first mentioned to obey and honor your parents. And it has this promise. And he says in verse 3, and I'm thinking about this when I'm reading it. I'm, I'm reading, I'm like, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. What does that mean, Scott? Does that mean if you don't obey or honor your parents, specifically your mom, they're going to kill you? Is that what that means? I hope not. By the way, did you ever, I heard this when I was a kid. There's a famous phrase that parents, and those of you who are my age or older, you know what I'm talking about. Did your parents ever say, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. Raise your hand. Like, do you hear that? And all the younger generation, they're like, no, we never heard that, Scott. Yeah, you're welcome, because we cut it off, because it was dysfunctional, okay? <laughs> you have to remember, in the context of when Paul is writing it, and in those days, multiple generations actually lived together, right? From the little kids, to mom and dad, to grandma and grandpa, sometimes both sides, they all lived together, and they would work together eat together, have long meals together, sleep in the same home. Like they all lived and functioned as a unit, as a team, as a family together. And so Paul's encouragement, his command is like, hey, kids, you need to obey and you need to honor your parents. You need to honor your mother. It will go well with you. There will be peace. There will be harmony. You will live longer. No, they will not kill you if you obey them. It is good for you to do that. So according to Paul, that's our job. Our job is to honor our mothers. And by doing so, we will live long and good and fruitful lives. Mother's Day is a special day. It's a special day for a lot of us. And it comes with both positive and negative emotions. And it's a special day for me. I did not grow up with my mom. My mom's maiden name was Elaine Whitley, and she passed when I was four years old. And so I didn't have her, but I did have an amazing mom in her place. God met that need through my grandmother. Before I talk about her, I want you to think about that. Because who raised you? What mother raised you? Was it your mom, or was it your grandma, or was it an aunt, or other families? You may, too, have someone who mothered you that actually wasn't your mom. Whether big or small, right? You may have had a teacher or a school counselor or a spiritual mother or a friend's mom that just like, hey, I want to pour into you. So in big and small ways, God used someone to influence you as a mother. So mine was my grandma, and I love her. She's actually watching right now online from Sacramento, and I call her Graham. And she is the most loving and selfless woman. I know your grandmas are cool. Mine's the best. <laughs> They're okay, but mine, mine is the best. And I love you, Graham. Happy Mother's Day. And she was just selfless and loving always. 
And the crazy thing is, is she had her own kids. She had my mom, my Aunt Denise, my Uncle Eric. And when my mom passed, she made the decision, her and my grandpa made the decision to go for round two. Like, let's raise a second generation of difficult children. My aunt, my aunt and uncle were difficult. You guys were hippies, man. You guys were really difficult. I love them. They're watching too. But I, we were not completely easy either. And yet they dove in and they raised us. How selfless is that? Like, forget retirement. I'm going to raise some bratty kids, you know? I just want to honor her. And so when I look at Paul's words and obeying and honoring, I think of my grandma. I think of that, the fact that I want to intentionally honor my gram today and just lift her up and say, thank you. You did amazing. My grandma is awesome. And I want you to think of your mom. I want you to think of your grandma, your aunt, whoever, whatever maternal person in that role raised you and loved you as a mother. How do you honor them? How would you honor them? How should you honor them? That word in the Greek, specifically in these verses, the Greek word is tamau. It means to make valuable, to, make, to have a value of significance. It's something very valuable in your life. Going over to the English word, the noun, honor, it means to give something it's similar. High respect to or great esteem, right? We are to honor them. We are to give them great esteem in our hearts and in our lives. The, the verb is to show that honor. How do we show our honor? Paul has it clear, and it's very clear to us. And when you're kids, you obey. That's how you honor them when you're a, chi- when you're a child. You obey them. You listen to them. You allow them to guide you through life, to speak to you in your life. And as adult, what I'm doing right now is I'm honoring my gram, publicly praising her for what an amazing woman she is. We as adults can still honor our mothers, honor our grandmothers. So some of you hear this encouragement of, hey, you need to go honor them, and you struggle with it for different reasons, right? So as we talk about honoring our mothers, Pause and consider where you're at with motherhood, whether you're a mother yourself, and it's a difficult topic for different reasons, or you actually had a difficult relationship with your mother. Maybe you didn't, you know, love and, ex- and accept, you disagreed with the way they raised you, or if they are raising you now, or maybe as an adult, like you're, you're seeing what they're doing as, a, you know, an older mom, and you're like, I don't agree with some of that. Some of you, this topic is difficult. After uh, we did the 8 a.m., I talked to some, some people, some volunteers, and like motherhood, Mother's Day is a hard day for them. We want to recognize that, but you can still selflessly honor and love your mom, even despite them, right? And for some of you that where this is difficult, because some of you moms have lost children, some of you... Um, that women that want so desperately to be a mom and you can't, you struggle and you struggle with where's God and all that. Like, why does he not want me to be a mother and I'm a woman? You know, all that stuff. I just want you to hear this, that through that and in that, whether uh, you're disconnected from your kids or you're disconnected from wherever you find yourself on the topic of motherhood, God is the only one that can fill the void and heal the heart where you need it. He is the only one that can do it. People disappoint. Mothers are not perfect. He's the only one, and he loves and cares about that pain. He cares about that hurt. So wherever you're at with the topic of motherhood, with Mother's Day on this day, today is still the day we love and honor our moms. I 
didn't know my mom, but I love my mom, even though I didn't really know her. I love my grandma, my aunts, the, the mothers in my world and in my family. So let's talk about how to honor them. Let's talk about how God would have us honor them. Because today is more than just a flowers in a car day, and you should do that. My son Henry did a good job. He set up uh, the, the coffee. He set up the, I was out of the door at five something this morning to come here. And so he set everything up with the cards and the gift and all that stuff. And I got pictures. I got a good report back. So Henry, you get a cookie later. I don't know. But, but it's more than that. It's, it's all throughout the year. How are we going to honor and love our mothers and our grandmothers, right? And the first way that I see that we could do that is to take care of them. Very simple. How do we take care of the mothers in our world? Maybe it's not even your mom. Maybe it's your neighbor who's alone and who's a mom. It's a single mom. It's a, it's a grandma who can't care for her stuff. It, whoever it may be, how can you take care of them? As I was reading through this and thinking, like, we need to take care of the moms in our world, I was thinking of Jesus on the cross in John 19. You don't have to turn there. But in John 19, it's verses 26 and 27, Jesus has this moment towards the end of his human life. After he had been tortured and beaten and hung on a cross, he has this moment where his concern left him and focused on his mother. It's crazy. Read, or I'll read this for you. It says this. When Jesus, hanging on the cross, saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, who is John, standing nearby, he said to his mom, woman, behold, your son. Like John is right here. He, I'm leaving. He is now your son. Behold your son. And then he said to John, the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, John took her to his own home. Isn't that amazing? Jesus, in this moment where he is dying, he's being crucified, he's coming to fulfill for why he can't fulfill the promise of why he came to earth, and yet he's with, riddled with pain and anguish, and yet he takes the, uh, the focus off of himself, and it's all about his mother. And he says, by the way, woman is not like, hey, woman. It's not one of those. Woman in Hebrew culture and in that language is like ma'am. It's a, actually a sign of respect. He's respecting his mom and saying, John, well, first he's saying, actually, mom, you, I'm leaving, but you still have a son. He's your son now. You can love him. You can take care of him. And then, John, take care of her. I'm going. I can't do it. It's now your job. Now you have a mother. How amazing is in that moment Jesus modeled how to honor our mothers by taking care of them even as he was leaving. In those final moments, he loves his mom. Mothers aren't perfect, but our job, kids, men, the entire family, it's to love and take care of our moms emotionally, physically, spiritually, in any way you can to take care of them. I love my gram. I love her. She lives with my Aunt Denise, my mom's sister, and my cousin Matt, and my Uncle Eric, and his wife, and everybody takes care of her, drives her to his, her doctor's appointment, and makes sure she gets her meds, and, you know, does everything for her. I contact, my grandma can't use a cell phone anymore, so I call my Aunt Denise, and she gets me on the line with her, and we talk. It's just, it's awesome that my family has chosen to honor her. I wish I could do that myself, but we live so far apart, and uh, yet she's honored in my family 
So if there's a forgotten grandma or mom in your world, maybe you need to take that up. Maybe you need to honor her in that way. How can you honor and take care of your mom, your grandma, the moms in your world? Can you care for them? Can you bring them dinner? Can you do things for them? Can you at least offer to do things for them and mean it? Can you visit them? Sometimes they just need to talk, and you need to ask them stories. My grandma is older, or grandma, I'm sorry. You're older, and she has an ama- she's lived an amazing life. And there's so many stories and things that I can hear from her and just sit down and be present and just hear from her. It's a way you can take care of her is by visiting them. Spiritually, you can pray for them. I pray for my grandma. I pray for her health. I pray that she lives long, you know? You can pray for your moms. We honor our mothers by taking care of them. Another way is very simple. Just learn from them. Learn from your mom. Don't be too prideful to think like you're an adult and you have it all figured out. You can't learn from your mom. You still can. You can learn things. I've learned so many things from my grandma. The author of Proverbs, he said it like this in chapter 6, verses 20 and 21. I'll read it for you. He says, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them in your hearts. Tie them around your neck, he says. You know what's funny about this is the author then goes on and talks about all the destructive behavior that we can do that will screw up our lives. So he's saying like a solution to not screwing up your life is actually to learn from your mom. Don't forsake your mom's teaching. In fact, bind them in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Keep them with you always. This will hold you through and guide you through life and make you make wise decisions. He follows up with this. He says, when you walk, these lessons, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you are awake, they will talk with you. You will remember them, but you need to treasure them. There's so much we can learn from our mothers. I learned so many amazing things from my grandma. And the biggest thing, I was thinking about this, like what are the things that I've learned from her? The biggest thing that I've learned from my grandma is unconditional love, like straight up unconditional love, because she had no problems with disciplining. She had zero problems. It sounded like, Scott, like that's the way she sounded. It's the way you sounded, Grandma, I'm sorry. Scott, come here. That's the way she's saying. And she'd ground me or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the same time, she always made it very clear that despite of what your behavior looks like and the fact you're in trouble, you are loved. You're not loved any less. You are loved. She modeled it, and because of that, it's part of the culture of our family. When you screw up, you're going to be called out, but you're going to be loved through it, 100%. And because of that, I'm able to do that with my kids. So a way that I honor my gram and what she taught me is I practice unconditional love with my boys. The same thing. How beautiful is that legacy then, and it's honoring for her. Other mothers uh, I learned a lot from. One of my really good friends, one of my best friends, James, his mom, Beth, I call her Auntie Beth. I remember growing up, we'd go over their house all the time. I was bouncing around all over the place. And she used to take us boys to go feed the homeless at, um, at, like at, during the holidays, during Christmas and Thanksgiving. And then they were a part of this gift-giving thing during, uh, for the church. And we would go give gifts during Christmas just to random people and random homes that registered for it. 
And so she taught me to love God means to love the poor. And that's why I'm an outreach pastor. Like that instilled in me those values of helping our community and loving our community. I've learned so much from moms. And I just, I just want to say, like, I can get, you know, sad about the fact that I didn't grow up with a mom. God used other mothers to mother me in a way and guide me through my life. But I learned from them. I took care of them along the way. We are called to honor our mothers, and God will use them in your life in incredible and incredible ways. We are to honor our mothers. We're to honor you, moms. We're to honor you by taking care of you and by learning from you every day, not just on Mother's Day. So as I come to a close in all this celebratory day on Mother's Day, maybe the mom in your life just needs some words of affirmation, affirmation today, just to feel appreciated. Maybe you need to go over to your kids and say, you need to go tell your mom how much you love her and appreciate her, Right? You need to be intentional about that. Maybe some of the moms in your life and, in, and even in the room, maybe they just need a break. You need to give them a rest. You need to send them somewhere to go get away. You're welcome, moms. I hope they follow through. We'll ask the question next week, all right? But maybe they need a break. Maybe they need that. What do they need? Maybe they just need to be listened to, and you need to put the phone away and be present with them face-to-face. Ask them questions. Ask them how their day was. Listen to their dreams. Maybe they just need to be heard, right? Whatever, you know, whatever the specific needs are for the moms in your life, the overall need is necessary, and that's that we honor them, that we honor our mothers. And so to all the moms online and all the moms here, we just want to say from Grace Church that we love you. Thank you for all that you do. We are so appreciative of what God does through you. So happy Mother's Day, moms. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I just want to speak to the moms in the room and say, God, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that they would know you, know your love. You would be present with them today, and you would just bless their minds and bless their hearts. God, there's a lot of people either in the room or online that are watching that this church thing is a little weird to them. It's, It's not common and they don't feel completely comfortable, and we're just so glad that they're here, but God, I pray that you would speak to them today too. I pray that even if there's a void of a father or mother in their life, God, that they would know that you are the perfect parent. You are. You are loving and wise and caring and correcting. You are the perfect parent, and I pray, God, for the person in the room or online that doesn't know you, that is skeptical Don't let the church get in the way of how God loves you. Did you hear that? Don't let us get in the way of how much God loves you as his child. If you have a void, and that void is you didn't have a mom, I'm in the same boat, but God cares for you. He loves you. He is that perfect parent. And I would just pray for you and challenge you to take a step of faith and put your faith in Jesus today. God sent his son Jesus to die for you. And our jobs is to admit our failure, our sin, and say, I receive you, Jesus, as Lord, as Savior. I give you my life. I pray that you've prayed that. Heavenly Father, I I just pray that we go about our day. We're going to have a lot of fun, but I pray that we would make it meaningful. We would turn to the moms, whether we have the mom in the room or not. We pick up the phone. We just let them know we appreciate them. 
bring, bring to mind of mothers that we haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's a friend's mom. Maybe it's the old teacher or mentor or whoever. And maybe we just drop them a text or send them, you know, call them, email them, and just say, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you've done. God, use this to change us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.